Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foots, Bants and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And me, Noah Cowan. And in today's episode, we're saying a sad goodbye to Noah as he soon heads off back to school. But don't worry, he'll be back very, very soon. Oh boy, it's going to be a class-sending off episode, as we saw Firmino and Jones blunting the blade swords, Hudson and Doyle in the Blues get away with a handball, and the City centre-backs come up clutch again as they run away with the title. So get ready, because it's time for some more foots, bants, and everything in between. So, Noah, last episode. For, for oh, mate, uh, it's been a hell of a roller coaster, up and downs. I um, loved every minute of it, every, every minute of it. Um, and I honestly, I can't wait to, as soon as I finish school, come back and get straight back on the pod because I've loved spending time with you, Marcus. And the the, the amount of people we've had on already, like um, guests on the show, has been incredible for, for however, how a, like a young and breeding podcast to... I know. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and I'm really happy for for you as you came up with the idea. Um, I'm really happy for you, and yeah, I'm very much looking forward to to getting back to it because I've loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you. It'll be I'm gonna miss having the the connection, the spark, and the and the Liverpool Man United rivalry and the bants that That's we have good. and yeah. the debates and stuff. It's it, it's gonna be a loss, but it's only for a couple of weeks. So it is, it is. So it's nothing to worry about. We'll try to get as many as many episodes in as we can on my uh, Easter holidays, which will be perfect. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it already, mate. Monday afternoons will never be the same. <laughs> no, 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 they will never be the same. I'll be at school, you'll be at home, and you'll I be know. recording, and I will. I'll be missing out. But hey ho, that's how life works, and I'm already missing it, and I'm already looking forward to to yeah. starting back up again. We're getting. Um... Thomas, the 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 city guest that we had on for the city and yeah. Manchester to come on and and fill in for you for a couple of weeks. Fill in almost, yeah, that's that's cool, that's cool. So, it? I mean, it's sad. It's a sad episode. It's your leaving episode. So I think from a Man United perspective and a great Liverpool perspective, we'll we'll cheer things up and go straight into the to the Liverpool Sheffield United. Thing. Oh, mate, what a weekend for the history of Liverpool football. Actually, no, not not much of a big win, big 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 uh, weekend. But um, <laughs> hey, hey, Sheffield we, United, we, biggest, yeah, champions. We, Forget about Champions we, League, Sheffield United. We uh, Liverpool um, get the dub, which is what I've been looking for in Liverpool for a long time. Uh, and it was, along with, it was Curtis Jones getting his first goal. Oh, mate, he's he's class. Um, he's a young guy. Um, you know, he's got the style. I like him a lot. And he goes and gets the first goal, and I'm really proud of the bloke who's come up through Liverpool and playing for Liverpool, and he's doing his job for Liverpool, filling in for all those injured. So I'm really proud of proud of him. Um, proud of Liverpool's win this weekend. I guess I know it's against Sheffield United, but Man United uh, lost to Sheffield United. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you just had to yeah, I'm, that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I'm really pleased as a Liverpool fan. Um, don't know how. Uh, all those Sheffield United fans will be out there, uh, what they'll be feeling like. But I'm going to say that that, I think, will be the relegation for Sheffield yeah, United. Yeah, me too. That's that's them gone. There's yeah, The biggest is. gap 
that a team has managed to like uh, come back from uh, to avoid relegation was uh, ten points. And I think yeah. right now, if I'm not wrong, it's fifteen points for Sheffield United yeah. now. Yeah. And that, that's uh, yeah. too far. Yeah, too far. Uh, I don't see them coming, but I don't see them turning things around soon enough, quick enough. Um, so yeah, I think they're going down. The the second goal. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching the game, thought it was yeah. Firmino who got the goal, and I just thought it was a deflection. But the stat man has obviously thought that the shot was going off target, and the deflection took it on target, so it counted as a as Team a Brian, Brian goal. goal. Yeah, so, exactly. Firmino still looking for that goal, but you, you said at the beginning when we introduced the game that it was it was like a big moment in Liverpool's history, and it is because the young midfielder Curtis Jones scored. Yeah. Uh, he scored their six thousand nine hundred and ninety ninth goal in the English top yeah. flight, and that the Brian Owen goal scored their seven thousandth goal in the English top flight. Yeah, and I mean they're only the second team ever to reach that tally, and the first one is their noisy, noisy neighbours, Everton. Everton. Yeah, I mean you know big facts, and they full full on. I could see this win coming eventually because um, Liverpool, they haven't been on the greatest forms recently, but they go in and start. Um, Ad, if I'm right in saying Adrian go in goal, yes, uh, Adrian started in goal. That is the sad news that. Alisson's father has passed father away. Father passed away, yeah. I saw that on the news. Uh, all thoughts are with Alisson and his family. Um, he's a strong guy. I know he'll come back way harder from this uh, loss, but I hope to see him back very soon. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a maybe, class goal. Maybe Alisson got the news um, a couple of weeks ago that his dad was eventually about to pass away, and maybe that explains his poor form in goal recently. Uh, I mean, uh, you could sort of, yeah, justify that because he, yeah, he hasn't been on the best of form. Um, this news is going to obviously have hurt him. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure Alisson will come back so strong from this. He will. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple games, clean sheets from him when he's back because he, he, I know he can do it as a Liverpool fan. And I've seen him in the Liverpool goal, in the Liverpool, yeah, in the Liverpool goal for quite a long time for Liverpool now. Yeah, I, I believe I believe that he can come back strong from anything, and I believe that he'll do it from this on this occasion. So, all thoughts are with Alison's family, um, and hope he comes and gets uh, sort of gets the nod soon from Klopp. So a lot of, a lot of our episodes have actually been quite, um, you know, whenever we talk about Liverpool, we, we analyse them every episode really we do. into di- if different nuts and crannies. Exactly, we do. And our our recent debate that we've had is instead of title contenders, are they now, you know, top four contenders? Like, are yeah. they actually just challenging to even get into a Champions League spot next season? Because I don't think anyone's title contenders anymore. City have run away no, with it. City we'll we'll cover that in a minute. Yeah. But um, if you ask me the question, do they are they going to get a top four position? Um, oh yeah, I think they are. I think if they carry if this is like a turnaround for them, I think um, yeah I think they can come back way better. Um, which well, I mean, good. they've cut the, they've closed the gap to the top four to only two points now. So yeah, I mean, exactly. I think if they if they continue on on the form 
uh, if they come back, obviously I get I know it's against Sheffield United, but if they see this as a as a gateway and opening, then I think they'll take it and they'll in their game on Thursday against Chelsea, um, which will be a very uh, you know mix and match game in the in the Cowan household because my uncles, my uncles, both them and my granddad are all Chelsea fans. Uh. They've been Chelsea fans. Yeah, they've been, as you say, they've been Chelsea fans since I was a young boy and I've been a Liverpool fan since I was a young boy and they used to take the piss out of me for how shit Liverpool were. Yeah, they um, used to be bad. Yeah, but well, they still I are. think this is the turn of... Yeah, well, you shut up. Um, <laughs> I think this will be the turn, like sort of turning point and this will, uh, if Liverpool win on Thursday, got anyone, anyone knows what, what they can do. You know? Well, Chelsea are right now... Under Tuchel, apart from Man City, I, I feel like the team to beat. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially how they played against Man United. But yeah. going back to, to Sheffield United and about their relegation and stuff. You know, Sheffield United, after this defeat, they're only the, 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 the first side since Newport County. Um, who, by the way, this is in the fourth, in, in the fourth tier... In 1970-1971, Newport County lost 21 games. Sheffield <laughs> out, United, of their, out of their 26. Yeah, out of their 26. And Sheffield United are the are the second team ever to do it in English football. Yeah. And they're doing it in the Prem. Yeah. Um, and oh, I... I think the huge problem with it is that, realistically, the team that they put out is a Champions League team. I would say, apart from maybe Burge and Fleck, you've got no Premier League names in there. Ramsdale no. isn't a good enough keeper. No, he's not. Their defence isn't that good. They brought Brewster in thinking that he was going to be, you know, the next... I don't know who you who you would relate him to, but bringing goals because he had a good season at Swansea, which just hasn't happened. Jagielka as well. Jagielka, you know, they're all past their time. Jagielka has probably yeah, been the best, their, one of their best old. players this season. I remember watching, was he at Everton? I remember watching it. at Everton. Yeah, he was at Everton. When I was a young boy sporting Liverpool, yeah, I remember watching him play for Everton. He's old, must be old now. I just feel like it's the... As we're on this, Marcus, um, I, I, who who do you think deserved that, uh, that uh, Premier League spot more than Sheffield United? So someone who is in the championship at the moment. Who do you think deserves um, that shot? That's a uh, that, really, that. really good question. And honestly, I'd have to say probably uh, Derby, Derby County. Yeah, I would have said I would have said Derby County as well. Uh, just because of the um, the massive massive amount of effort that they put in in recent years and always come short in the playoffs. I feel like it's a. It would be nice for them to actually have a shot in the prem, and not only that, it would be nice for Rooney to be back yeah, in the yeah, prem, but this time managing a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm but yeah, that's a fantastic question. I'd say if I was to choose choose choose, choose someone to come up and play in the Premier League. Um, on and they're on decent form at the moment. I would either go for Norwich Swansea. City. Oh, Norwich, all right. Or or Brentford. Brentford. See, Brentford are another team because Brentford actually, you know, they got to the Carabao Cup semi-finals last last season. 
Yeah, they did. Was it this they've season? Got, no, it was this season. Against was um it? against Tottenham. It was, it was, yes, it was, it was. They've also got their um brand spanking new stadium as well. They've also yeah. got their brand spanking new stadium, which is class for them. I really want to go because they also share that stadium with the Premiership Rugby side as well. Um, so yeah, I, I want to go and have a look at the look at the stadium because it looks awesome. It do, it does it really does. And Everton's new stadium, uh, their plans for a new stadium got approved by the Liverpool count, Council. So their yeah. new stadium's going to be built. Um, Leicester. Is it Leicester with a brand new training facility and everything? I think yes, it might it is. be. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, just quick off topic about Leicester. They did, in fact, lose against Arsenal, which was very beneficial for Manchester United. Yeah. They lost against Arsenal. Arsenal stay in 10th. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal in 10th. Oh, I hate Arsenal. <laughs> They deserve oh, I... that fucking position. Sorry, excuse my language, but they, de- <laughs> they deserve that position. I've hated Arsenal since I was sport, you know, youngster. Yeah. And yeah, I just always hated them. They just are a cocky side. They are. They are, and their fan bases as well. Yeah, they they really are. Yeah. And are. Uh, quickly, another thing is, you know, we covered that Liverpool are only two spots off the top four. Yeah. Aston Villa, they're in ninth, right? And everyone who who's listened to our first episode, the mid-season review, where we gave our predictions and both of us said that Aston Villa were having a very surprising season, how far up the table they were. At that point, they were like in the top three or top four. Yeah, they were. But they've still got, they've got two games in hand on Liverpool. They do, right? they do, they do. And if they win both those games in hand... Then they go. They have forty-five points, which puts them two points clear of Liverpool. It does. Right now, they're only then, four points behind Liverpool. And then they'd feel confident. Not no, yeah, they'd feel confident being above Liverpool, being above uh, Premier League title holders. But that's the thing. That, look, it's so tight. The difference between ninth and second. Is eleven points. Yeah, it is. The difference between second and first is twelve points. It is. Yeah. That it's crazy, and, and just that, before. Go on. No, you go. You go. No, you go. I was about to say just before we go on to the Man United topic, I want to say something. Yeah, go on. Say it. All right. We'll go. We'll move on to it now. Then. So I saw something come up on the news uh, on on uh, like the football news thing earlier today that. Oh, is it about Luke Shaw? Um, no, it's about Wan-Bissaka. Oh, um, go on. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is set to switch his nat- nationality if he continues to be overlooked by England. Um, where to? I don't know, but I, I don't know where he's actually from. Maybe, I don't actually know, Nigeria potentially. I don't know where he's from. Well, but I I don't saw... want to make, make false, false claims, but he, as he, as as it says here... He's obviously getting overlooked by England and it's a decision that all footballers and all sports players have to make. If they're getting overlooked by a, dis- uh, overlooked by a, national-, a national team, then he's going to want to go and find another national team that he qualifies for. Well, it's true. To get a start for, for. Because BT released the bookies' favourite like, England uh, squad 
for the yeah. Euros, and Wembasaka wasn't in there. I find it disgraceful. Yeah, he's behind Trent, uh, and I'm saying this with full honesty. He's probably after Trent. Uh, he's the second best right back in the world. Yeah, he is. There's no is, other yeah. right back that can defend like he can. Going forward, okay, he can be good. If he goes forward and over summer learns how to actually cross a ball and dribble properly, like Trent can, he then will become the best defender in the he world. Will. Because he will. Trent can't really defend compared to Wambasaka. He can't. No, he cannot. And I feel like when that when that monster is unleashed. Southgate will be regretting his decision massively. It will, he, he will, because, as you say, as soon as it's released, um, he's going to be all guns blazing. He's going to be on the on top form. Uh, as, as you say, yeah, he's, Gareth Southgate's going to regret not picking him, as you say. So, yeah. Speaking about Wan-Bissaka, he plays for Man United. Man United played away at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea yesterday. It was a very, it was a boring... Well, it actually wasn't boring. Look, the scoreline says it was 0-0. Uh, it Brexit wasn't boring. Fo- Brexit football is all I'm going to say. Yeah, Brexit football. Brexit... Are you being serious right now? Brexit football. Chelsea had 18 shots, Man United had 11. Chelsea had 6 on target, Man United had 4. Okay, two huge talking points. Yeah, yeah, two huge talking points. Oh, by points. the way, Wambasak is from Congo. Oh, so he may go and try and play there then. Yeah. All right. So there's two main talking points here. Well, there's one main talking point and one highlight. The first, the highlight is that Wambis, uh, De Gea showed his best in that game. He showed his, his back to the, his best performance. There was yeah. one t- like special save that kept his level pegging uh, the ball was crossed in I think it was by Chilwell Ziyech you know it was passed across goal Ziyech shot the opposite way to what De Gea was diving and De Gea managed to reach his arm whilst diving the other way and stop yeah. it from going in it was insane I mean yeah I mean that's nuts I mean as a, as a goalkeeper you're going to feel very confident after making a save like that aren't you so exactly the second talking point is VAR and handball. Oh, VAR these days. Oh, they're very inconsistent is what I'm going to say. I know. And look, if look. I was to... if I, Sorry, sorry. If I was to pick whether they should stay or whether they should go, they, I, I would pick go because they're too inconsistent. And it's just making the referees look bad as well. I'm sorry. Okay, this is what I was saying to my mates today. We're having a discussion and I was saying, out of all the leagues in the world, the Premier League is, you know, it's said by everyone that the Premier League is the best league, football-wise. Why does the Premier League have the worst referees? The referees in the Premier League are awful. Man United were playing in the Europa League against Real Sociedad. The referee of of that tie, it was a referee I've never heard of, he was like Romanian or Hungarian, something like that. Yeah. That was a good referee. Yeah, you know, he's not John Moss or Howard Webb, but he's a referee who's good enough. 
Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that John Moss, um, Howard Webb, they've they've got these like, oh, I'm a referee in the Premier League. Oh, look, there, there's Marcus Rashford. You're doing something great. Like, how 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 empowering will it be to me if I give you a yellow card? Oh, look, it's Mo Salah. He's the best winger in the world. How empowering will it be for me to give you a yellow card and tell you that you're disrespecting me? Yeah. It's sort of that, like, imagine going to someone who's very famous and a lot of people know and being able to to tell them what to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's exactly what's happening. That, yeah, it is, it is. Referees it is. want to make it all about them. They do. So... For anyone, for anyone who watched the Man United Chelsea game, you would have seen the handball incident, the Hudson Doy handball incident after that Rashford free kick. Noah, you, we've got the picture in front of us, so we can see we clearly do, do. the ball is touching Hudson Doy's arm, and Hudson Doy's arm is in an unnatural position. It is, in, in and that was point, in our penalty my po- area. My point of view: penalty. It's a penalty. Um, no Man United players claimed for it because the only one close to the incident who could have actually seen it was Greenwood. And as we can see from the picture, he had his eye closed. He did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, the, the only appeals that were going on were from Chelsea players. And that was that it was a Greenwood handball. Um, but the thing is, right. So, uh, Chelsea had their counter-attack, it was stopped. Man United were about to go on the counter-attack, and as we went on the counter-attack, the referee stopped to play, saying, look, I've got to go on the monitor here. He went to the monitor. Now, this is the first thing. It says in the rules about VAR and about the monitor that no players can go and watch the monitor with the referee. They can't stand behind him, they can't watch yeah, it, they can't yeah. shout at him. Yeah, the first thing was... Basically, the monitor... what they're trying to say, basically, what they're trying to say is they're trying to say... They can't infringe with the, the with the referee's decision making. Exactly. And if if they do, it will seem really unfair to the other team. That's what they're basically trying to say. Exactly. So there's two things that happened here. The first thing is, the monitor the monitor placement at Stamford Bridge was awful. It was usually the monitors are where the fourth official, you know, the one who who has like the substitute board, um, can stop the players from going near the ref. This was on the other side of the pitch. The ref was by himself. So then you've got an army of Chelsea players and an army of Man United players both shouting at the referee. Exactly. Okay, so the referee looks at it, he looks at it, he looks at it. He doesn't give a penalty in the end. Maguire's asking... Maguire as the Man United captain is just asking... Okay, why is that not a penalty? Can it we just clearly have a struck look? his exactly. hand. Yeah, it yeah. clearly struck his hand. We could all see it on the monitor that you were watching. It clearly struck his hand. Now, Luke Shaw said after the game with Sky Sports, he said he overheard the referee talking to Maguire. The referee told Maguire it was a penalty, but he couldn't give it because of the amount of chat it would cause after, saying how is bad VAR really, is. Is. That, is that what happened? Now, after Shaw said that, it says also in the rules, see, this is how big the talking point is. It says, it said after, it says in the rules that a player can get fined and suspended 
he can get fined and suspended if he says that the that a referee has been biased in a decision. So then, to save Luke Shaw's ass, because Luke Shaw has been Man United's best player, even better than Bruno this season, because Luke Shaw's yeah. performed every game. Consistent. Um, he's been consistent. He's he's then had to save Luke Shaw's ass and had to say no, Luke Shaw, Luke, he he misheard it. He misheard the conversation. That's not what happened. Bloody hell. So then Luke that Shaw, the FA huge. came out today and said that the Luke, Luke Shaw wasn't going to get fined or suspended. Bloody hell. So now it's getting to a point where you've... You, okay, I know you're a Liverpool fan, but this is true and you can argue with me if you want, but this is my point of view. Jurgen Klopp... Ever since he before that Man United Liverpool tie where where it ended nil nil, he said in the in the pre match conference that Man United always get penalties and the referees are biased towards Man United. Since then, Man United have had no decisions, and it's because of the 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 chat that it's going to create after saying that referees are biased towards Man United. And I think the FA has told the referees that they need to stop awarding decisions to Man United. <laughs> this is like a blatant, obvious decision. Because I'm yeah. telling you now, if that happened in the other way around, Greenwood handballing it in Chelsea's penalty area, it yeah. would be a Chelsea it'd penalty. It would be a Chelsea penalty. And I can see exactly why you'd say that, Marcus. I'm not going to argue with you because if, if, as you say, if that was in the Chelsea penalty area, like if that was in the Manchester United penalty area and... Uh, and Man United got their own touch in it. It was like a, like a yeah, like a Luke Shaw hand on it. Exactly. The referee would literally get point to the spot and go, "Yup, penalty." You know, and, and a prime, right e- a prime that. example. I mean, that's shocking. Exactly, and a prime that example of it is the Man United game against Sheffield United, where Billy Sharp. Yeah. He. He um, jumped into De Gea as De Gea was about to punch it. So De Gea felt like had to move out. You know, he got pushed out the way, and then it was an open goal for yeah. the header and for Sheffield United. Then after Maguire, in our penalty area, in their penalty area when we were on the attack, jumped to get the ball. The goalkeeper jumped into Maguire. The goalkeeper fell over with Maguire. Man United scored, and then the referee gave it a foul to Sheffield United. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, if I was to say something, it's, re- it's really inconse- inconsistent. Um, and it's sort of getting to the point where people are going to go, no, I don't want VAR. As much as everyone else wants it, I don't want it because it's so inconsistent. And the fact that this wasn't given a penalty, this blah blah this and this wasn't given a penalty, it's stupid. And it, it's too inconsistent for my likings. Well, I don't know about yours, but it's too inconsistent. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And that's all I have to say on this game. You know, both teams were... They they didn't play defensive. They both played attackive. Um, yeah. Chelsea were the better team. Bruno didn't they show were. up again. But... Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Man United are now unbeaten in 20 league, uh, away matches, away league matches. Uh, that's... You know, Bruno has never been in a Man United has has never been at Man United when they've lost an away game. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, other than that, it was just 
you know, every big six game this season has been unimpressive. Shambles, absolutely shambles, yeah. I mean, the only one that was slightly impressive was the uh, Liverpool-Tottenham one, where Liverpool won 3-1. And that wasn't even really impressive. It was some counter-attack goals, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But the team that has impressed me the most this season, by far, is Man City. Yeah, I mean that. Before you say anything, Marcus, I, I think they're fair and square. They've run off with it, um, and yeah, I think they, I think they're deserved winners. They've been on the bet on on top form. Pep Guardiola's just been unbelievable for them. Um, well. With a yeah, with a it's team, all, it's you know, saw it saw him pick up his five hundredth victory in charge of a top flight side, so I know, but you he's know, he's class. When you're going against a team like West Ham, no one wants to play West Ham right now. No one wants to play West Ham. They have got unbelievable confidence and self belief, and they just go and go and hack at it and hack at it and hack at it until they get the result that they wanted. That's why they're in the position that they are. They're in a top four spot. They're in a Champions League position. Right now, West yeah, Ham. So, are. when you're going against West Ham and you're beating them 2-1, and this is this is the hardest game City have probably had to play this season, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know it's a hard game when, when, the only go- when the two goals that you have scored have come from both of your centre-backs. One was a header and one was actually... The John Stones one was an amazing finish. And, you know, we have this current... current Current joke on here, where we say he's not a centre-back, he's a striker. It was a striker's finish. It was a striker's finish. But look, you look at the stats and you would think, you know, honestly, even though their position doesn't show it right now, West Ham are the closest teams to Man... West Ham are the closest team to Man City this season. Yeah, they are. Yeah. In current form, they are the closest team to Man City. Yeah, I mean, and in me, this 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 wasn't as important as a Liverpool Man City game. You know, because Liverpool Man City has be has has become the common the current biggest rivalry. It's like the El Clasico of England. Yeah, right? uh, it, you know, it, yeah, it is, it is, it is. I this mean, to me was a better game than that. It was why yeah. because West Ham showed up. I mean, yeah, they do. They did. They did. City, and... City had ten shots. West Ham had nine, and both of them had equal. Had three shots on target. Yeah. You know, you can't fault West Ham. Yeah, you, really you can't. can't. Their, their efforts this season have been. I mean, they've been better than other other clubs in the running for, you know, top four, and uh, I can't fault their efforts. I don't think anyone can. And it's uh, it's City's twentieth win in all competitions in a row. They've got a, they've got a decent team. Uh, West Ham have got a really decent team. Obviously, with the likes of Jesse Lingard from United, Rice, Suchek, Antonio, who was a goal scorer. Um, they've just got a very good team at the moment, and they're clearly performing and they're clearly putting in an effort, which is really good to see from a club yeah. you don't. Uh, and obviously. Moisey, Moisey, we love a bit of Moisey on this podcast. Moisey, Moisey. Yeah, we love a bit of Moisey. Um, Moisey, you are the biggest joke in Manchester, Moisey. Uh, Sorry, I, about I, that. Sorry I, you had to listen to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's bringing the, he's telling the, the, the boys are clearly getting off the bus. 
They're clearly, he's saying, you do you, boys, and I know you can pull stuff out of the bag. It is. It's insane. And they are, they are playing unbelievably well at the moment. And to the fact that I was in the car and I was reading the, the top top five league teams to my dad. I was going down, bloody blah, Man United, Man City. Uh, and I go, uh, West Ham. And he goes, sorry? And I go, West Ham. And he goes, who? West Ham, West Ham. And I go, and then he goes, I, I, for as long as I've been watching Premier League football, he hasn't seen West Ham do do this do this good in a while. So yeah, uh, it's it's just sh- it shocked him as as you can see. So you know, I know he's, it is. He's, he's playing. Very uh, good. They are playing. West Ham are playing very well at the moment, and I and I like to see that from a team. You don't. It's like a you know mix and match. They've obviously yeah, but like a pick a mix. We're gonna describe it, it as a pick a mix. You it go is. into the cinema. You go to wherever you are. West Ham, you pick a, you pick West Ham with the scoop, and you put them in you put them you put them in your in your little bag, and they're performing. That they're, they're nice. They're nice sweets. Yeah, you got them nice fizzy colas. And, exactly, exactly. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I have to say they are doing unbelievably well at the moment. They for, are for a club. And look, the biggest challenge for West Ham now is going to be keeping the players. It is after during summer. Because Declan as you Rice, said, hot property. Hot property. Hot property. Hot, hot. Lingard, okay, exactly. he's already going back to Man United. Man United the has yeah. confirmed. Has ben Rama, yeah. Ben Rama is Ben Rama is very, very good. Who? Vanarama? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. You're funny, you're funny, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very funny. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, look. Yeah, uh, Suchek, he's another player. I uh, I see him going to a team like Tottenham. I mean, yeah, he would as you say, to go to Tottenham. But clubs have this money to spend on players that that you know have been at a West Ham, and and uh, they they can have money, and they're gonna have money to spend on players like Rice, Lingard, Vanarama, Suchek. <laughs> you know, all those exactly. players. So uh, and, I mean, it's all to play but, for, for for the clubs in the summer transfer window. With all the talent you have, you can't beat a Pep Guardiola side. Oh, you can't. So Pep Guardiola, no. Pep Guardiola has he has more wins with City in all competitions than Man. he did he did with Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Yeah. And yeah. when you think about how good Guardiola's Barcelona was, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. That is saying something. Uh, you know, that's his only. That's only his two hundred and seventy-third game. He's won two hundred out of two hundred and seventy-three games. Yeah, I mean, this is not like a. a... That's that, that's the fewest games needed by a manager yeah, of it an is. English top flight. But you can't Sorry. just say. But you can't just say it's all him. No, you can't. He clearly, you can't. You clearly, he's clearly got a squad. He's got so much depth in that squad as well. Um, but he's just got a squad that he puts out week in, week out, week in. You know. Yeah. Week, week in, week, week after, out, week in, week out. When key in, week out. And he's week, got the. Just, as you say, week after week, he he's got a team who, who are, who are performing and you know, likes it's of like, young. 
likes Look, of young Phil Foden. I mean, I know where's he going? I don't see. I, I I see him. I see him taking a starting position very soon. Oh out yeah, of, out of front of one of the front three. What? Because obviously Aguero is quite getting to quite an old age now. Aguero's leaving. Yeah, no exactly. I see. It. I I see Phil Foden taking his place in that starting team and. Yeah. How good to, he's bloody Phil Foden youngster. How good would that be to see him in the? In I know the shirt? it would be amazing, and we are seeing a lot more of Greenwood in Man United now. It's just a space are, of is he better up front or on the wing? I'm not sure with his finishing capabilities. I want him to see it up front, but he's oh, still Ole, so young. Ole Ole's got to work it. He, he has so much time to work out because Mason he Greenwood's is. gonna. He's obviously gonna stay at um, United. Yeah, he's um, just signed a new five-year contract. Exactly. So he's got all the time in the world to work out where he wants to play him, and eventually the time will come, and he will have a have a set in stone position in that Man United team. He will. And speaking about time, time to come, it's the end of another wonderful episode. Noah, it is. Uh, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Honestly. It, it's as you say. It, as I said earlier, it is my last episode, but uh, I've loved every minute of it, mate. And uh, yeah, it's, you know. Anything else you want to say before before we close off? Um, Marcus, mate, thank you very much for your spending taking your time. Um, I'm very much looking forward to be back um, back soon for for lo- for loads of the loads more of the podcast. Good luck with the upcoming episodes. I will 100% miss these Monday night recordings. And yeah, once again, thanks for letting me host with you. And uh, yeah, I've just thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you, Marcus. And we've had good bants on this on this pod. And I will obviously be back very, very soon. And I'm wishing you the best of luck. And I also would like to say, uh, tomorrow, big day, big day for me, uh, 16th. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday. Yeah, 16th. I don't know when this will get released. Probably tomorrow, Wednesday. Um yeah, I'm very much looking forward to having some midweek booze and celebrating the Liverpool <laughs> win on Thursday versus uh, against the Chelsea scum. So, whoa, I don't think you, you, you half of your family would be very happy uh, about well, that comment. Honestly, man, I don't care what they say. Um, I'm very <laughs> much looking forward to the Liverpool win. I'm also very much to to looking forward to uh, coming back on. It's been a hell of a ride, and I will miss these Monday night recordings. And yeah, I'll miss, we, we miss will you, miss Marcus. you too. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to coming back. So yeah, if you're listening to if you're listening to this on YouTube, or on Apple Podcasts, or any any podcast service where you can actually comment, I don't, uh, Spotify you can't. Uh, wish wish Noah a happy birthday in the comments. Yeah, I do. That'd be awesome. Cheers, guys. Follow us on our social. We've got an Instagram and a Twitter, Foots and Bants Pod. And until next time, adios. Adios. Cheers, guys. Thank you.